All right, everybody, welcome to another Ignite Visibility University. Today, I am so excited to have Keith Cunningham with me. Keith has done over 2 million in paid event participants through strategic partnerships and digital marketing. He's a guy who really knows his stuff. And today we're talking about virtual events. We're talking about events online, how you do it. He's got a lot of expertise around that. And currently he's marketing director at Pinnacle Global Network. I'm really excited to have him here. Keith, how are you doing today? Doing fantastic, John. Thanks for having me. Awesome. Yeah. Thanks for being here. So for people who don't know, tell us just a little bit about your background, how you got to be where you are today. Sure. So I was with a company called Bobby Sport and Social for about 12 years running uh, that business. And that's where we did over 2 million paid event participants through partnerships and marketing, one of the biggest sport and social clubs across the United States. And we were also a very big event company uh, where we had something called Electric Run. We had another property called Rock Race that we scaled across the United States. So with that, uh, really learned how to market to the masses and how to connect communities in the process. And through that, uh, now I'm with Pinnacle Global Network, which is a high level uh, executive business coaching mentorship and mastermind uh, that was created by an uh, entrepreneurial force named Allison Maslin. And one of the big differentiators with us, they can actually access all these mentors versus just one. So that's one of our big differences. So now running the marketing for uh, Pinnacle and Allison. Very, very cool. And Vavi, huge success there. Had a lot of friends who played there. Very excited about the new initiative that you're a part of. Let me ask you, what kind of gets you uh, excited? What's had you working in the marketing space for a little while for our kind of newer people in marketing? You know, what's, what's kept you interested? Sure. So you need to always be a forever student to the marketing game. I feel like if you're not, you're just going to fall behind within hours. Um, so I have just grown addicted to the marketing space. Back in the day, I was a club promoter. And then when the digital started to pick up, I learned how to do MySpace and coding for HTML emails. And then when social media came in, we were right in tune, right in line. A couple trends were heating up, social media was heating up. And you as a marketer probably know it as, as well as most marketers is when you have some big success and you have that lightning in a bottle type of moment, I feel like who anybody who really experiences that when it comes to marketing or digital marketing, it's kind of addictive and you want to keep doing it, and you want to drive even more sales, more success. So we started having a lot of that success back in the day, and then Vavi, we just, uh, team was committed, and we stepped on the gas, and marketing's always fun, and it's, it's, it's never slowing down. So um, just a forever student, I love how it's morphed, and loved how digitally has just taken over. I love that. Yeah, it, it is addictive. It's addictive to consistently be growing traffic, growing revenue online, making some amazing piece of content that ends up going viral and gets seen by, you know, lots of different people. You know, an another thing that's really addictive or, or, you know, fun, whichever word you want to choose, is having a really successful virtual event. So I want to get into that with you a little bit. You've got a lot more experience with bigger events than I do personally running through through at least the Ignite Visibility brand. We've done a done a few for clients and whatnot. Um, some of our clients have decent size events, but one of the things I've I've learned is they can be great for businesses. We do a webinar here once a quarter, and I think it really helps us align on our strategies and and get in front of customers. Tell me about virtual events. What's the latest there? Has it shifted with all the events of this year? What, what's, what's kind of the current status of virtual events and what should people be thinking about? 
first of all, what an insane year with everything that's happened. It's still, I think everyone's still kind of thinking, wait, what happened this year? Um, the event space in general was completely on fire the end of last year, moving into this year. There was projections that all the big event companies were going to be having record-breaking years, experiential sponsorship record-breaking years. So that it was just on a complete, um, it was on fire. So now I know some event companies that aren't operating anymore because of what's happened. And a lot of the yep. biggest ones in the world, which is completely sad. I have a lot of friends in the event space and just hope, hopefully everything, everyone's figuring it out. Some have morphed into virtual events. Some virtual events are more easy to put off than others, but there's a little bit of, 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 of findings we've found this year that can help people if they want to put on some of them on their own. So us as a business at Pinnacle Global Network, we do masterminds with our clients. So that means they would be doing roundtables in their cities. Let's say there's 20 people in Los Angeles. Well, we'll do a roundtable in the city of Los Angeles. They can go and meet, network, et cetera. Uh, well, now we can't do that with the face-to-face. -face. So we did some of them digital this year and they were great. People had the same type of breakthroughs as if they were in person, if not even more. So the fact that we were still able to maintain our community with these virtual events in a very challenging world, um, that was just a testament. So when you look at some of these virtual events and you wanna produce something that's, that's actually gonna work for you guys, uh, relevant talent still is always gonna work, right? Uh, and because of the changes with, with COVID and everything right now, we've seen more talent be available because they don't need to fly, they don't need to have four days in their schedule to make one event. So it, it's getting a little easier to access talent. They're still, it's not cheap, but more people are accessible in today's day and age. Uh, in addition, having good technology is really, really important. I actually saw a big uh, digital conference yesterday. They went down. I think they had 15, I'm not gonna say it was, they had 15,000 plus on the, on the deal. Oh no, what a nightmare. It went down. It was all over my Facebook yesterday. So as soon as I saw that, I texted our CEO and said, this is a testament to our events uh, structure and our events team who has, they were already creating technology uh, before COVID hit. So mm -hmm. what happened is we were ready for that switch. Uh, right when COVID hit, yes, a lot of, you know, rocky times at the very beginning, but mm -hmm. we were able to figure it out with Zoom, able to figure it out with our event production partner. And uh, because of that, we were able to make it work. So some of the things within, within some of our technology are, we have the ability where you can, you can actually have worksheets. So you can go and download a blueprint to actually go along with the conference, the work event you're working with. We have the ability to chat with others, which is great from a networking standpoint. Uh, we even created in a, in a function where consumers can leave testimonials on the dashboard at the end of the event. So we can capture that and then use that for future marketing. Uh, Zoom also has some of these specific functionalities as far as being able to chat uh, but that specific function, because you're sitting there and you've got, let's say a thousand people, you can actually go and talk to anybody you want in that situation. When you're in an actual live event, it is, it is very hard to go and talk to someone. It is hard to get the courage and go up and connect with someone, ask them their name, see what they're all about, see how they can drive value for them. So when people are back in their houses, sitting on their couches, 
uh, they're a lot, it's a lot easier to connect with people in that regard. So what, what actually is the best platform, do you think? Because, you know, I was on, I spoke at Digital Summit, I think it was last week, and I can't even, it was a platform I'd never seen before. Um, it doesn't seem like Zoom's the best one. I mean, well, in your opinion, what do you think would, is the best platform, or should it be custom? We have a custom one that we're using for our big events. We use Zoom for smaller events and Zoom typically works great. Works great. You can do breakouts. You can customize your name. There's a lot of stuff you can do, but not as much as a custom system. Mm -hmm. There's another stream system we're, we're testing right now with our, we just launched a brand new um, only for CEOs making 500K or more in their business year Facebook group mm -hmm. called Taylor Field for CEO Founders. And we're streaming conversations with our mentors in there. And we're using something called StreamYard because we can actually pick the different Facebook uh, groups or pages that we want it to stream on. So it's actually pretty great. And we're using that right now. Well, I, I just find that really interesting because, you know, I spoke at a digital summit um, a couple weeks ago and uh, it was really good. They did a pretty good job. It was a little choppy, a little kind of couple bandwidth issues here and there, but, but overall great job to that team. Thanks for letting me speak. And then we've got, I'll, I'll be speaking at traffic and conversion summit, which is huge. Yeah. And I cannot believe they're going to be doing it online. So I just think that the points that you've just brought up, Ignite Visibility listeners, you know, if it's a smaller, maybe under 50 or 100 people, you can just do Zoom, right, is what you're saying. And then if yeah. it gets bigger, you might need, you know, a more substantial platform or a custom platform. Is that what I'm hearing? Exactly. And the 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 example I saw yesterday where this event went down, they were dealing with a very intense customer service situation on Facebook. Uh, prayers, they got it figured out. But I, I was so, I, I wasn't pumped. I was just so excited that our team had that piece of it dialed. Yeah. Because technology, when you're doing a large conference or Zoom type of an event, it cannot be your friend. It may not <laughs> be on your side and there is nothing you can do about that sometimes. So, I mean, you just got to plan for the worst. Uh, even on some of the some of the Zoom live streams we're doing, we're planning where we have three people on there just in case one of their internet goes out. You've got two people still talking. So little hacks that we've had where um, you're not going to end up with one person or the whole stream goes out. Awesome. So what other tips are important for people to know they're doing their maybe they're even doing their first event and i think a lot of our clients who listen to this maybe they've never even done an online event uh it's all been in person what other kind of just to close out that port part like yep. top tips do you have for them so so they can walk away with a little value sure so uh we like to do giveaways when people are on the stream so that gets them to come back so when people are doing virtual they're in their living rooms, they might go and they might take off. If it's important to have people on the live stream, we do giveaways. In addition, we like to complete the 360 degree experience by sending them a goodie box that has things that they can actually use during the event. Uh, it's got opportunities for brands to insert at that point and drive value for whoever the, whoever the end user is. Um, one thing that's, that's huge right now is that the net is just so much bigger. People don't need to travel. People don't need to, to, to get hotel rooms. It isn't just people coming to a certain market. And I think the, so the cost difference is just so much cheaper and so much more affordable. I think the biggest takeaway though, is the fact that you are in these people's homes. So it's a lot different than someone going to an actual event. They're sitting there on their couch. They're sitting there in their pajamas. Something, someone could be walking around in their background, their dog's jumping up on them. So because of that, the barriers have been brought down. 
And as the barriers have been brought down with a larger net for marketing, that has the opportunity to have just seriously increased conversions. So it's uh, everybody wants to get into someone's home and now you're able to do it with virtual events. And I think you just need, you need good talent. You need good tech production partner. You need really good marketing, uh, primarily digital. Um, I mean, that's how we're getting a, a high majority of all of our uh, attendees. That's really interesting. I never even thought about that before. Now we have the opportunity to come inside somebody's house. I mean, we can't see the inside of their house, but we are in there and that's got to have some impact on somebody's psyche in some way. But let me ask you a question. So I think, you know, when I first started doing events um, on my own, a big fear was, is anybody going to show up? You know, now, you know, obviously it's been a long time, so I'm, I'm very confident in that. But talk to me about how you're getting people there. How do you get people to events? How do you get over that fear if you're somebody listening to this about throwing your first event? And how do you kind of hit numbers that makes it meaningful enough to your business where you want to do it again? Because people might be a little bit nervous that nobody's going to show up or they don't have the right strategy. Sure. It's events are hard. Virtual events are hard too. Uh, we have a pretty large email list. Pinnacle Global Network has been around for, for 10 years. Allison's been a, a, an entrepreneur for over 35 years. So she's already got a very strong audience. Pinnacle Global Network helps drive that. Uh, so in between our email list, Facebook has been huge. Uh, we've been testing a lot of different ad things as well. A little bit of Google, a little, little bit of YouTube, and also activating our community. So whether it's referral programs or refer so many people, you get X amount off, things like that. Uh, you just need a lot of runway. And it is hard to throw events. If, if someone's just getting into it for the first time, I would recommend to start small, keep your costs as small as you can. And it, it, it's all about creating that network and that community be, before you do the event. If you try and just do an event and then go find the network in the community, you might be doing it backwards. It's a little bit easier, build the network in the community first, then go do the event. Uh, so you kind of need the network unless you've got just an amazing idea that's never been done before, or you've got talent that you're best friends with and you can get them for free. Um, it's, it can be tough for new people coming into the game. Yeah. Yeah. I, I spoke to somebody, uh, a couple, a couple of years ago, I spoke at, was it was the last year I spoke at Brandstorm and I asked them about how they were able to make it such a great event. And they said, well, you know, it takes a few years to kind of build up that credibility, get people to come. That was an in-person event. But what I've seen from our own experiences, yeah, with the size of our email list and, you know, size of our traffic, just like you were able to get people there. I do think people can have some level of success and be able to get people to come if they've just got a couple good ads and they run them on all the major networks you can get hundreds and hundreds of people there you can do sponsored posts and, and things like that um, but definitely you know as you build up credibility over time it allows you to get people in a lot quicker give us your final tips on events before we move into the next section anything else you want our listeners to know about how they can really crush their events in 2021 yeah, it's really going to be all about virtual slash hybrid events, kind of like I was talking about. The full bulk will probably be a virtual setup, but you need to complete the experience somehow with a giveaway, giving them things to work on while they're actually doing it. Um, that's kind of the main thing for some of these virtual events. 
Awesome. So now shifting gears a little bit, you know, I always like to get a couple marketing tips in general from people, you know, it sounds like, you know, you've got a, a ton of experience in strategic partnerships. You know, I, I'd love to hear about that a little bit. You sure. know, what, what are you excited about? Um, what has worked with you before you in strategic partnerships? And then what are you excited about in marketing in general right now? Yep. So one specific partnership I did in my past, this is before is at Pinnacle Global Network, but it was with Gatorade. We activated multiple markets where we handed out their new sports stick and protein bar that came out. In addition, we also filmed on site and then uh, published highlight reels by the end of the day, tagging the people who were in those actual shots. So that was something pretty cool that we did a couple years back. As far as what we're building right now for Pinnacle Global Network, uh, so everybody is looking for creative ways to activate their dollars right now. As we have over 200 CEO clients and we uh, cater to probably over 2,000 CEO event attendees over the next year, what is one thing they have in common? Financing. So we could work with a partner like one of these big banks, a big credit card company on having them help provide financing to our people to help them with their businesses. Uh, with that, there will be experiential partnership assets where they'll be part of our live streams They'll be part of our masterminds. They'll be part of, of Allison Maslin and the Scalar Field podcast. So there's all these numerous touch points where we could integrate. And this is just the financial category. There is no reason we shouldn't be working with numerous other partners in that regard. Um, and it's really more of a strategic partnership than I would say like a sponsorship uh, because a lot of these, uh, a lot of the banks and stuff, they want access to small business owners. So we mm -hmm. think that's a good, that's a good, uh, a, a good lane. But in addition, when we're doing these live streams and when some of these videos are going to go on YouTube, I think something else that you discussed on recently where e-commerce is going to be shoppable within YouTube, yep. I think that is just unbelievable where if you look at a partnership integration opportunity, mm -hmm. I could have our CEO, Allison Maslin, speaking. She could be wearing Kendra Scott jewelry that we could be doing a deal with her. She could be drinking a hint water. We could be doing a deal with them. And so how we're gonna integrate and publish our people and then the potential integration opportunity that you can layer on top of that, I think is just mind blowing. I am so excited for that in the future and how we can integrate uh, live e-commerce shopping into all the, the streams and the virtual events we're doing. I, I think that is gonna be, I think that's gonna explode when it comes to experiential and brands connecting with certain communities. I love that. So actually, um, that's huge in China right now. Just people walking around with their phone doing demos or at events and something more like what you were talking about and people actually purchasing straight from that feed. And um, audience-based strategic partnerships are really growing. You know, you could advertise on my audience. I could advertise on your audience. And I find that to be really exciting. I'm actually doing a couple projects like that right now. You know, you talked about strategic partnerships. I feel like a lot of people listening to this podcast, they might not even know what that means. But I... I love strategic partnerships when you can create a win-win for businesses, but I feel like a lot of people wouldn't even know how to approach that conversation. Who would you talk to? How would you even start thinking about something like that? Could you maybe just take a step back and, 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 um, and then educate some people who might be newer to strategic partnerships? How do you start your first strategic partnership? What do you kind of look for? Um, and what's your formula? The first thing is it's all about relationships right? If you want to work with a big agency, a big brand, 
hopefully you have someone in there. I know from my personal experience, it took me 10 to 15 years to develop the Rolodex I have now in the brand world, which again, it just takes time. Uh, relevance and alignment are super, super important. I like that. Where like, let's say when I was at Vavi, like a concrete mixing company wanted to work with us. And really it's all about the value for the consumer. So if you start with how am I going to drive value for the consumer? Um, so for us at Pinnacle Global Network, as we're talking to these financial companies, where is the win going to be for the consumer? And it would hopefully be them being able to access cheap money to borrow money, to uh, invest in other future ventures and stuff like that. So start with the consumer first. Where is the, about where, where is the value for the consumer? Is it aligned and is it relevant? Um, I'll talk to some people who say, oh, I want to work with, I want to work with Nike. And I just know right off the bat, you're just not a fit. You're in the music space. They're, they're really in the sports, professional sports vein. Same with Gatorade. I mean, Gatorade is fully on professional sports. They did some stuff in the, in the social sports league, but uh, big brands are super um, laser focused on, on, on where their branch lives. So relevance and alignment are key. Relationship is key. Uh, runway is super important. I know brands were planning for 2021 right now, right? So yep. if, if, if you're hitting up people now about 2021 budgets, you're a little late already. So planning cycles are key. Um, and just having creative ideas. Creative Everybody ideas. Is looking for creative ideas. Yeah. Something to kind of cut through yeah, the clutter. Like, one, one plus one equals three type of thing by working together. Is that kind of what you're getting at? That's it. So as the, that space, live events and experiential space has changed so much, a lot of these brands are probably looking for new digital opportunities. That's why we're so excited is because we have such a strong virtual infrastructure that, and we've got a, a very valuable, affluent member base. Again, 200 plus CEOs who are already clients, another 2000 will be touching at least over the course of a year who also own their own businesses. So who wants to get in front of those guys, right? Yeah. Nike, Nike's not going to be a fit. Gatorade's not going to be a fit, but Adobe, Workday, GoDaddy, um, ADP from a, from a financial payroll standpoint, all of our people we're working with, uh, they have payroll services. They all need access to financing. So banks, credit cards, and they're all looking for new creative ways to get in front of people. Well, with our events, we can do that. With our masterminds, we can do that. With our email list and social uh, reach, we can do that. Um, so really, you just you need to have assets to sell against and then relationship, runway, timeliness, and relevance. Awesome. That's really exciting. And I also think just great lessons for all of our listeners. You know, we've learned about virtual events today. We've learned about, you know, how you've been able to consistently have great career in marketing, and then how to do strategic partnerships and the things that you need to think about kind of from a checklist perspective. So ton of value there, a really, really fun uh, conversation and great to great to hear about. Let me ask you kind of just as you know, as we're wrapping up here, what are some of your final thoughts for people for virtual events going into 2021 and marketing in 2021? Any, any tips for our listeners? You need to complete the experience somehow inside the house. So there's going to be a lot of live streams that are happening. How can you complete the experience inside the house? Um, again, I think that's a good opportunity for brands. And at the end of the day, you could build the greatest event. But if you aren't very good at digital marketing, it's going to be tough. 
because you need to get the people through digital marketing. So we've had a lot of success with Facebook as of many other companies um, over the years, but we know there's other networks coming in and same deal. If you don't continuously learn all the new tactics and methods and channels that are coming out, I think you're going to fall behind. An example is, I mean, I'm on Triller right now, which is the, one of the new social media networks. Um, I don't have a lot of time to be on there right now. I'm also on TikTok, et cetera, but I'm just on there because I see them picking up speed and mm -hmm. I need to know what's going on being a marketing director. Right. So just continuously learning and just, you need to apply it fast because tomorrow what works today could not work anymore. Awesome. Yeah, no, that's really great feedback. Constantly learning. Keith, if people want to connect with you, they want to follow you, where's the best place for them to do that online? Awesome. Yeah. So personally, you can find me at Keith Rock 505 across all channels. From a business standpoint, everyone, please go follow us at, at Pinnacle Global Network. And then our CEO, her name is Allison Maslin. If you want some amazing inspirational content on how to uh, scale your business, I would also recommend following her on all social assets. Awesome. And I've been a big fan of all that content as well. So highly recommend it listeners. Keith, thank you so much for being on today and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks, John. Take care.